This is the Become an Unstoppable Woman podcast with Lindsay Preston, episode 119, Authentic Styling. Welcome to the Become an Unstoppable Woman podcast, the show for goal-getting, fear-facing women who are kicking ass by creating change. I'm your host, Lindsay Preston. I'm a wife, mom of two, and a multi-certified life coach to women all over the world. I've lived through enough in life to know that easier doesn't always equate to better. We can't fear the fire, we must learn to become it. And on this show, I'll teach you how to do just that. So join me as I challenge you to become even more of the strong, resilient, and powerful woman you are meant to be. Let's do this. Unstoppable. Welcome to another episode of the show. I always say this all the time, but I'm always so grateful that you're here. Today I'm interviewing two very special guests. It's actually a mother and a daughter. And we are talking about how to style yourself authentically. Styling meaning Yes, that external style that you present to the world. So how you dress yourself and how you can do that in a way that's authentic to you. I know for me, fashion at times can feel very overwhelming because styles change. I mean, a lot of us kind of got this recently when people were saying skinny jeans are out and side parts are out and, you know, wear the mom jeans with the middle parts. And I'm like, listen, that's just not my style but I don't want to date myself either. And, and that part is, can be overwhelming. And then we have, you know, body changes that happen. And then we have, you know, certain amounts of money we want to spend or not spend on clothes. And it just, I don't know, for me, it just feels overwhelming at times. So I wanted to bring on my guest today because I wanted to just start to understand style better. And I know for many of my clients, they feel the same way. They really want to be able to dress in a way that presents, you know, who they are in the world and really just find a way to show up externally. Because for many of my clients, you know, as we work together internally, they start to feel really good. And then it becomes, well, how do I make my external world look as good as what I feel on the inside? And so when I was presented with the opportunity to interview my guests today, and my guests are Allison Bruin and Delia Folk. When I had the opportunity to interview them, I thought, yeah, this is exactly what I want to have on the podcast. And I think both of them have exceptional style. And I just love how it's a mother-daughter team. And just be prepared. The story of how they got into business together and both got into fashion is very interesting. So get ready for that. But what we cover today is just, you know, again, like how can we authentically style ourselves and what are some of the biggest blocks that keep us from that? And what are ways, despite all these changes happening with our body and fashion and all the things, like how can we keep up with this? And I know I walked away with some really great nuggets, what I can start to do in my life. And I must admit, I'm very tempted to hire Allison, who is the primary stylist of the two to come and help me out. But again, I walked away with some great nuggets today and they gave some great resources too to dive deeper into some YouTube videos they have. And so make sure you catch that and to look in the show notes for those links so that you can learn all about styling and do it in a way where you're not killing 
your finances in the process and you're showing up in a way that feels really great to you. So I hope you enjoy this interview as much as I did recording it for you. So without further ado, here is Allison and Delia. Allison and Delia, so happy to have you both on the show today. As I said in the intro, we don't talk a lot about fashion on the show. We talk a lot about mindset, but I'm a big believer that your external world is important and how you show up in this world. And especially when you have the right mindset, then you're going to express yourself in different ways. And when you know who your authentic self is, if we want to call it that, then I want my clients and listeners to be able to say, okay, how can I go express myself in these ways? So I'm so excited to have this conversation with both of you today. Before we get into all of that though, I would love to know how both of you got into fashion and how you guys have decided to work together as mother and daughter too. Yes. So I grew up in Alabama. We are a mother daughter team of the style that binds us. And so fashion was certainly not something that ever crossed my mind. Both of us enjoyed fashion and mom and I would shop together always. She was very sweet to take me and you know how that goes depending on the age, the teens, and she always knew the right thing. But sometimes I was definitely resisting (laughs) what she was suggesting to wear. And so it was time for me to pick a career. And I was at the College of William and Mary. And all my sorority sisters had either one or two majors and career ambitions. So I said, I need to get my act together. So somehow we thought of, okay, what about moving to New York and working in fashion? Completely far-fetched as I knew no one, hardly in the city or in the industry. And in fashion, it's definitely an industry where you need to know people kind of to get in, to have an in. And so... So that's, it was just an adventure of networking. And thankfully, my aunt's college roommate's husband actually worked at Versace in wholesale. So the summer before my sophomore spring, before I was even thinking of an internship, thankfully, he sat down with both of us. Mom and I went to New York and he said, okay, I'm not going to give you an internship, but if you want to work in fashion, and he listed all these things I could do. I am type A, as you may or may not be able to tell. And so I did all of those things immediately and like aggressively. And so, and mom was so sweet to help me and she had been a stay-at-home mom forever. And so through that process, I you know, because when you're job searching or internship hunting in college, those are two full-time jobs. So I would be like studying for finals or midterms and mom, I would say, mom, okay, you study the history of Dior. I'll study the history of Chanel and report back to me. So through that process, and mom had kind of been thinking about, okay, what's my next step now? I'm an empty nester. And so she was kind of dabbling in antiques, but that was more my grandmother's love. So she was able to reestablish, hey, actually, I like fashion too. So then she came to New York and went to FIT and got an image consulting certificate. So she actually understands the science behind dressing. So through a year and a half of networking, I interned at Versace in wholesale and then worked at Barney's on the buying team. And simultaneously, mom was becoming a wardrobe stylist. And after a couple of years of doing that, then we joined together. We had started our own blogs and we created the style that binds us. Oh my gosh, I love that story. I love it. But I did not get into fashion because of her. She got into fashion because of me, which is everybody thinks it's the opposite. I know. I would have guessed like, oh, my mom had this business and she styled me like, how amazing. Yeah, Yeah, that's so awesome. Okay, so 
let's get into authentic styling. The first question I have for the both of you is, you know, like what is an authentic style? What, what would you define it as? So an authentic style would be what you put on your body is a reflection of who you are. Mm-hmm. A lot of people think that fashion is sort of like fluffing a person up. You know, here's four looks and, and you're good. But really there's a lot more, it's a lot deeper than just what you see on the surface. When you dress intentionally, you have the power and most people don't understand that. So they miss the opportunity to really be able to tell a part of their story simply by what they put on their bodies. So authentic style would be your inside matches your outside. So when you go for a job interview, let's say, and you look like someone who is, you know, well-groomed, intelligent, articulate, calm, all of these things can can come through what you're wearing. You might be the smartest, most organized person in the world, but if you go into a meeting and you know your hair isn't brushed or you were it was a windy day and you come in and you're you know you're just unkempt and you're fumbling with your coffee or whatever, when you come into the room immediately, the person looking at you is thinking, "Ooh, probably not organized. Probably really cute and sweet, but." not right for this job. But if you come in, you know, your clothes are ironed and fresh. They fit you well. You don't have too much makeup, but you have on, you know, enough and you are not wearing anything distracting like polka dots, (laughs) then, you know, you're setting yourself up for a better outcome. Mm, Yeah. Completely agree. Completely agree. Okay. So what do you both think hinders women the most from being able to express themselves authentically with fashion? Do you want to jump in? Well, mom is a stylist. So anything stylistically, I let her speak to. The only other thing about authentic style, I think hopefully, I mean, I'm 29. And so Mm -hmm. I think maybe during COVID, everyone has kind of delved inside themselves, like really get to know yourself. I think authentic style is dressing for you instead of dressing for others. It's very easy. And maybe people do these this their whole life, dressing either for men or for women, whether you want to look fabulous and your friends think that and that you've got it going on, or whether you are attracted to males and you want them to you know, be attracted to you mm-hmm. versus dressing for yourself that then evokes this confidence and ambiance and aura that then you are your most authentic self and everyone will be very attracted to that inherently. That will just happen. But mom, what do you think hinders women? No, I think that's good. I think you're right. When you feel, you know, it's really true. When you feel good and confident, then you, it, you know, it shows. The other thing I would say is the biggest hindrance would be not understanding your body type. What most people do is they pick something because it's cute or someone else had it you know, and, or it's a trend and they love the trend and they don't stop for a minute and think, okay, with my body type, like the mom jeans, the big oversized jeans for me, what I would think is, okay, with my body type, I have a curvy figure, I have a waist, but I also have hips. So if you're putting on an oversized jean and you already have hips, that look probably is going to make your hips look larger than they really are. So if you understand those things about yourself, I love that look, but that's going to be for someone who has a boyish figure. They can carry off the jeans that are a little bit big and baggy better than I can. So I'm going to steer towards a very long flare jean because it makes my legs look 10 feet tall and it's a super glam look and it's, it balances out the body. 
things like that. So if you don't know that, you just keep buying things. That's when they come to me and they say, I mean, I love this jacket, but I cannot figure out how to wear it. Mm. That's because it's the wrong jacket for your body type or it's the wrong color for you. So people need to figure out what their body type is. There's a million places you can go online. You can Google it, you know, and figure out what your body type is, you know, which style clothes look best on, on you if you're short-waisted or if you have a tummy or whatever, you can Google all of that stuff. And then once you maybe kind of have an idea of it, then when you go shop, keep that in mind or call someone like me, a wardrobe consultant, they can sit down with you and say, this is your body type. These are the things that we want to really accentuate. This is the right neckline for you, all of these kinds of things so that they can make better choices. So learning to dress for your body type rather than what's trending or what you think is just simply cute. Mm, Totally agree. Can I tell you both two things I see? (laughs) The, The first is obviously budget. For a lot of women. Sure. Um, so can we touch on that? Especially because I know like in my 20s, it was like, yes, I would love to wear all of these things, but sure. I was on a tighter budget. So can you speak to that of how someone can work through that? Sure. There's several ways and it depends on your age and, and other factors, but you don't have to have a million dollars to have a great wardrobe. The best thing to do when you're building a wardrobe is to think about quality versus quantity. And when you purchase something, think, how many ways can I wear this? Because if you get a simple, you know, navy dress or black dress or or whatever, you can, the sky's the limit, you know, different blazers, jackets, sweaters, earrings, coats, shoes, bags, you can dress it up, you can dress it down, you can even wear it with sneakers, you can wear it to a cocktail party. If you can find that piece, then it's worth investing some money in. And if you live like Dia did in New York, where your closet's this big anyway, you know, you just don't have room for that many clothes anyway. So really we have a core wardrobe list, a checklist on our website that Dia can probably explain how to find it. But if you get those basic pieces and when you get those basic pieces though, you really need to make sure this is the jean that fits me best, you know, and get it black, blue and white, whatever it is. Make sure these simple pieces that you have are as as well-made, as high quality as they can be for you so that they will last you because they'll be the workhorses. And then you can blend in some trendy pieces or some pops of color, things like that. But you can also really, when you're young, for sure, start out by having fun with accessories. And that can be, right now, vintage is a big deal. You know, going to thrift stores, finding treasures, cool scarves, anything that can take a blazer and a white blouse to another level. We have some videos about this too. There are a lot of ways that you can, you know, change the look of something. But the most important thing is that the clothes fit properly. If you've got them at Zara or Ann Taylor or Kohl's or wherever, get them altered if they don't fit so well. That's another thing. They did a survey where they showed two men wearing the same suit and they were not bespoke suits. They were just off the rack suits. One of them had his altar to fit and they sent them on several job interviews. And every time the guy that had had his altar got the job and they asked why. And they said, he's just so well put together. He looks intelligent and like he could do, we just feel like he's the best for the job simply because of the tailoring. So you know, just buy what you can afford. Don't mortgage the house on your wardrobe. Just be very thoughtful about it. Buy versatile pieces that are right for your body type. And in your mind, it's so great to start out with the small and, and certainly consignment shop. And then as you add in pieces 
or add in your accessories. That's what a lot of fashion people do when they are starting out. They invest in fun statement earrings and things like that, that are fashion jewelry, not like fine jewelry, so that they are having fun and being creative and showing their personality, but they have a small wardrobe and keeping very good care of the pieces that you have, making sure the taps on your heel, if you're wearing high heels, are in good shape, no scuffs, no, you know, your clothes fit good. Well, there aren't any stains, you know, just create a polished look. And even if it's a simple black dress and a black pump and some great vintage gold earrings or something and a big cuff, I mean, that's a super chic look, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So here's my takeaway so far is the fit. The yes, fit so important yes. and knowing your body type. So that yes. brings me to another question. I'm going to go back to this other block that I see with women, but I work with women who many times they're either about to have kids or they just had kids. And so it's those years where the body changes a lot and it fluctuates. And I know I just went through this when I had kids and then you come out of it and you're like, I'm not really in my maternity clothes, but I'm not quite in my other clothes. And so I had like this awkward time of Mm -hmm. between and then, and then two of, you know, styles change. And, you know, when I entered my thirties, now I'm in my mid thirties, I look at some of my clothes from my twenties and I'm like, yeah, that's way too short (laughs) for this is too right. And so how do you keep up with all the changes? Well, that's a good question. I had a memorable experience one time when I came into a young mom's house and when I walked in the door, I said, what are our goals? And she burst into tears and she said, I've got these little kids and, and I'm still wearing my clothes from college and I'm trying to put together a house and take care of my husband. And I'm just, you know, she was just overwhelmed. And so we talked about things like her cutoffs from college. Now that she's a mom, did she still, could she still wear jean cutoffs? And were all these dresses from college? She literally was still wearing stuff from, you know, freshman year. So we went through and we talked about that and lifestyle and, and things like that. And a good thing to do, because again, at my age, you know, the body's changing too. And then there was COVID. There's always going to be fluctuations in our weight, in our body shifts, you know, after you have a baby, hormones, all that stuff. So one thing that I really love to do that's easy to get dressed too is like you have a pant or a dress and then you have some sort of a jacket or a blazer or a lightweight coat that goes over it. Like what you're wearing today, what it's doing because you have the pink and then the white, you have created a column From the top of your head, you know, I don't know what you're wearing on the bottom half, but Mm -hmm. all the way down to the ground. So it doesn't matter if you've gained weight or anything. What the eye of the person that's looking at you is thinking is column, this white narrow column. So the brain is thinking slim. And we Mm -hmm. have actually, I'm not like touting our YouTube videos, but I did do a YouTube video using Dee as an example of how to look slimmer in your clothes those are the kind of things that I would do. And and the bigger things you put on, you're not going to feel good and they're not going to be flattering. Mm -hmm. But there's nothing wrong with having, you know, a couple of pair of jeans that are your main size, but one or two for when you, you know, you have that extra weight or you're trying to get it off, things like that. Mm -hmm. And the thing about maternity, a lot of things now you can get them and they grow as you grow sort of, and then you can wear them, you know, just as a, you know, like this dress I'm wearing is a maxi dress, but you, it has a tie at the waist. You can take the tie off, you know, and it can be more going just a shift long dress. And then as you gain more weight, you can unbutton it, use it as a duster and have a little tank underneath and some jeans. And then when the weight gets off, then you can tie it again. And it's a maxi dress like that. So those are the kind of purchases that are, are good to make. 
And most importantly, go easy on yourself and remember why the, maybe the added weight is there. Mm -hmm. You know, I just had three babies in three years or whatever. So, you know, Yeah. So again, I keep hearing is the fit, the fit, these quality pieces that fit or that can fluctuate and still fit well. Am I fine? Yes. Right. You can wear yes. different ways. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So my mind is going with all of that. I'm like, okay, it's so simple, but we make it so complicated. Right. And, and when you don't scary. know, you don't know. You walk no. into a store and you're like, I don't know, someone help me. Like I work in Nordstrom's all the time. Like you right. right there, help me out. Right. And they might, and they might not know either. They're, they're store. I mean, you know, unless they've been trained, they don't know either. They know what they like, mm-hmm. but they're not necessarily looking at your body and your coloring, you know? Mm-hmm. So one thing to keep in mind is, is creating a column, creating a column, whatever it is. If you're wearing like a solid shirt, especially one that maybe is high neck to sweater or something that's just, I don't want to say expanse, but this area is not broken up at all. You know, it's just like a solid color. That's going to make you look bigger anyway when you look in the mirror. So at least put a long necklace there to break it up. You want to bring things back. Collars bring things up to the face. This little white shirt that's peeking out is a column. All of that is an optical illusion that creates the look of, you know, we're just concentrating up and down the middle. Yeah, yeah. Wow. That's great. Okay. So going back to one of the things I see hinder women the most from really owning their authentic style is really this belief. And you kind of touched on it earlier, Delia, of dressing for others. And so it's this belief of, I want to be visible and I want to be pretty and I want to be smart, but I don't want to be too much of those things. Cause a lot of women, mm-hmm. it's like watch walking this fine line. between sure. it. So what would you say to that, to a woman who's like, feeling that. <laughs> Do you? No, I, I don't have a good answer for this because I feel like I just fan the flame. That's, that's the terrible, terrible, <laughs> terrible thing that accidentally happens when you just show up and you're yourself and you're, that make, makes you unique. So you right. stand apart mm-hmm. and then, and then that makes you memorable and standing out. And so instead of just trying to become this shell and tamper that down, I just constantly fan the flame right. better <laughs> Right. It turns out that normal isn't great. You know, that being just a part of the group doesn't really work for anybody. And it especially doesn't work for you because if you keep tamping down yourself, then at some point it's just going to have to come out. I mean, you know, you just, you, you can't, it's not fair to yourself to live that way. So if you love red, then wear red. I mean, I think one of the main things we've learned from COVID is life is so short and nobody really mm-hmm. cares. Everybody's worried about what they're wearing, you know, truly wear what you love, what feels good on you. And I'm not talking about my sweatshirt is just what feels good on me. You know, there's there everything from evening gowns to sweatpants can be worn in ways that are, you know, comfortable, that you're not tugging on yourself the whole time, that you feel self-conscious. If you're trying something on and you wonder, is this too low in the back? Is this too low in the chest? If you have a question about it, don't get it and do not get it because you will continue to have questions about it. Even if people say, no, no, it's great. It's great. In your brain, you're still going to be going, is this too low in the back? You know, just, just do what you feel works for you and, and, you know, let yourself shine. I mean, truly just realize, just especially after what we've just been through that Mm -hmm. life is for living and who cares what other people think. 
And if you are smart, don't dumb yourself down. It doesn't work in the long run. I can assure you of that. Mm -hmm. I so agree. I did a whole episode on this of, I forget what I titled it, but almost like it's like live like you're dying almost of like, mm-hmm. we, that's just all we have us today. Right. So I love how you brought that up. Okay. So I feel like we've kind of answered this question, but I just want to ask it directly. How can somebody start to tap more into their authentic style? Well, one thing they can do, we have this presentation that we offer to groups and I do it with women one-on-one. You can create a mood board. And when you do that, it's just, it's a fun activity. And it doesn't have to be specifically about fashion, but if you sit down and you get like a little bulletin board or a piece of poster board, whatever you want, and tear out things from magazines or pen, you know, special photographs or a leaf, you love the colors of a certain leaf outside or a certain room in an an architectural digest type magazine, a recipe you know, I would say an album color, but that's aging me, but, but anything that resonates with you, you know, it's like, you're going on this self exploration journey. And as you put the, it takes a couple of days because you're not going to have it all at hand, but do that and then come back and, and put it somewhere where you'll just kind of glance at it, walking back and forth. And you'll start to see these things come out. Like I sure did pick a lot of things that were green. I don't think I have anything green that I wear. I should get something green. I should incorporate green into my wardrobe because it really resonates with me. Or I seem to love textures. I, I put a bunch of cool fabric swatches and things that have texture. So I need to incorporate that into my house as well as on my body too. So you start realizing, especially when you have little kids, you start realizing, oh, I totally forgot I like to garden or I totally forgot that I used to do crossword puzzles, whatever it was, you start to to get back in touch with your authentic self. And then as you notice on your board, things that you had forgotten about yourself, it will help you become more authentic in what you put on your body. Like, I don't know why I keep wearing all these tailored blazers. Everything up here I put was like boho dresses and (laughs) festivals and twinkle lights with parties and everything. Forget that stuff. I obviously want to be more, have a lot more movement in my clothing. That's what I'm missing, you know, and sometimes that buttoned up look is a signal that you are uptight and that you need to let yourself relax and have fun. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah. And if your kids or your husband are going, what are you doing? You know, and you just tell your kids I'm playing. Why don't you make a little board too? You know, and it can be a family activity. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mommy found this, you know? Yeah. It, it goes back to what I teach my clients of getting in touch with your desires and like who you right. are authentically and all that. So, so good. Okay. couple more questions for y'all. The next one I have is, okay, somebody is listening to this and they're saying, okay, maybe I need to invest in a stylist and hopefully they would reach out to y'all. But what kind of investment are they looking at, especially with their clothes, even if they were to go do it on their own and to get a really good, like, you know, what people call like capsule wardrobe kind of thing. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Well, most of the time when you create a capsule wardrobe, you don't have to start from zero. You know, what a stylist will do is come in with you. Like I go in with that checklist and I'll say, we're going to try everything on. So show me all your black paints, you know, and they're like, oh, I have like 20. We're going to try them all on. 
And then we get them down to maybe two or three, you know? And so that's, that's checked off the list. We have the black pant, then we go to the white shirt, whatever it is, we go to those basic pieces. So it's very rare, but some people do say, I threw all my clothes away and they really threw all their clothes away, but it's very rare. So you probably have more of the things in your closet then you know that you do. But there are several ways to go about it. You can either bite the bullet and say, I'm going to go ahead and this is an investment. I've saved up this money. I have $3,000. I really want to get this core wardrobe in my closet and check this off my list. And then some people have this already in the closet. These are the things that we need to bring in to pull it together. And then we have a list, like an ongoing list, which would be, you know, a black trench or some piece that maybe it's summer and you don't even need a black trench right now, but you know, that's going to be an important part in your wardrobe. And you know, it needs to be one that can be worn with a cocktail dress at night and with jeans during the day. And that's, you know, that's a very specific piece. There are a lot of almosts, but the perfect trench coat, it might take you a while to find. So it's on the list of things like that. And then you very thoughtfully add pieces in to your wardrobe. Yeah. So again, as you're talking through that, I'm thinking about two of like the fit, the fit, like make sure the fit is right. Cause even if you find the right, you know, the right one. Yeah. Is it, but also exact. And also it could be that you have black pants, but none of them really fit correctly. So that's when we go to an alterations person and you put on the pant and say, it's really baggy in the back or it's baggy in my thighs or anything we could do about that. And a lot of times I'll say, sure, all I have to do is do this. And then sometimes I'll say, no, that fit pant just isn't right for your body, you know, and then, you know, so, so when we get the core wardrobe in, when it goes into the closet, it's ready to be worn. It fits well. It's been altered. So many people have jackets and coats and dresses. And when they put them on, you know, the sleeves are really long. They come down to like right here and they're like, oh, I never got it altered. Well, it, it makes it look like you're wearing someone else's coat. And when you just do that simple thing to where your sleeves fit the way they should fit on your body, the, the, the whole thing looks a size smaller. And every time, invariably, they're like, oh, I wish I'd done this so long ago now. So mm-hmm. you probably have more things than you think you do. There are just a few pieces that need to be brought in to pull it all together. But yeah. the investment, it just depends on what stylist you use and how how many, like if you can say, well, I, I just have the money to do one a season at a time right now. So let's start with summer or like start at the end of this summer. And that way you don't store pieces that, you know, keep taking them in and out that don't work for you. Mm-hmm. Go through the old things and then look at the new things. But but you can either do it all at once. It's been, a, you know, multiple appointments. and it's worth doing it that way, you know, for many people, because that's definitely a process regardless. But anyway, I, you know, you could spend 20,000, you could spend 3000, you could spend, you know, you just have to decide what your budget is and what's, you know, we, we try and find things, especially for people like your age that they can wear, like what you're wearing right now. If you wore that to work, then you could switch to, you know, a blue jean and a sneaker afterwards and a fun earring or something like that. So like I said, you know, functionality is important to consider and it saves you in the long run. Yeah, for sure. Well, and that's the thing is people are so into like this fast fashion. It's cute. It's right now. It's cheap. And I'm like, 
really in the end game, it costs a lot more. Yes. And it probably doesn't look right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. It goes back to what you were saying earlier with that study between the two men, one had it tailored, one didn't. People don't realize how many doors are going to open right. from their fashion choices. And I know for me, like I upgraded my wardrobe some last summer because I finally like got my pre-baby weight and I was like, right. okay, like let's invest again. And it just changes your whole demeanor of just like, wow, this is stuff that I love. And when you're feeling good, you're going to take more action from that place. And so it's an investment that can take it back. Yeah. I have one more random question for (laughs) y'all. This is totally random. (laughs) So my husband, he's always like, well, you just dress me or you just do this or Uh, And I'm like, I like, (laughs) not a clue. Yeah. So what tips do you have for that? Do I think he should just get his own stylist? Yes. Yes. I am the same way with my own husband. And he's like, well, you're the stylist. I'm like, I don't, I don't work with men. I recommend that they have a store where they have one person that they think really does know what they're talking about. Mm -hmm. And they just pick out, you know, they have a couple of nice things and then they just every season buy a couple of new shirts. And then, you know, after five or six seasons, if those button downs are polo shirts or whatever they are, if they're looking pretty worn, they just need to be replaced. But if they're interested in looking super, you know, super dapper with the gingham shirt and the, you know, the plaid, you know, kind of mixing the prints and doing all that stuff, they definitely need to go to a men's clothier and have them put that together with the tie and everything. Cause that's what those people are trained to do. Do you have any stores you'd recommend? Well, usually those kinds of stores are the local ones are the best because, you know, they're usually, there are several here and that, you know, they, that's where all the men in the family get their nice things, you know, and they don't go there often, but when they go in, they have a record of what they got before. So you just look for a men's clothing store in your area, you know, like a local Brooks Brothers. Joseph Mm -hmm. Banks used to be good, but I think now it's, I guess it's still around, but I think the quality maybe went down a little bit. But those kind of stores are going to be more expensive, but they definitely have sales. Brooks Brothers has an outlet. The only thing about that is there's not necessarily going to be someone in there around your age, your husband's age, that he feels comfortable with, that he can say, what what shoe do I need? I mean, what shoe is everybody wearing? I have no clue, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and then, you know, they give you the advice because my husband would go somewhere. Today, he's, he's packing to go on a trip and he said, I really want to take my Merrill's. And I said, okay, that's a good idea because he's going to see our younger daughter and his Merrill's are like 30 years old. And it has always been a big joke in the family that he's still wearing those shoes, you know? And I knew when he walked off the plane and that shoe should be like, oh, dad, you know, (laughs) so they don't know. He doesn't care, but he doesn't, you know, he wants to look nice, but he's, most men aren't looking around and saying, oh, I like his shoes. Oh, that's a great jacket. You know, like, Mm -hmm. like women do. Right, right, right. Yeah, that's so good. We have a Brooks Brothers just outside my office. So yeah, <laughs> I just need to send them over perfect. there. Yeah. Okay. So, can you tell me how the listeners can get in touch with both of you and follow you and all the things you've mentioned? Some resources you have, but I would love for them to reach out to the both of you. Sure, Delia. Can you do that? Yeah. Part so everything is the style that binds us. So we have website, podcast, YouTube channel, social media, our 
the link to sign up for our newsletter is on our website. So some of the things mom suggest, talked about, the core wardrobe checklist, if you go to the stylethatbindsus.com in the top toolbar style tools, so that's where the core wardrobe checklist is. And then the how to look slimmer in your clothes or the right print size for you, how to find your style. Those are all going to be videos found in the style playlist of the Style That Binds Us YouTube channel. And also the visual branding information is in the blog section on our website, as is we just had a podcast episode with something called Guard Robe, and it was all about tips for how to store and protect and really take care of your clothes and make sure when you put them up, they're in ready-to-wear quality. I am determined, and mom always said to do this before, but really now, like during COVID, and now I have my summer wardrobe, so I got everything altered. And then now when I wear anything, it kind of goes into this little place that means you're going to inspect it. So it's either needs to be steamed, it needs to be cleaned, it needs to be whatever before you're going to stick it back in your closet ready to wear. Because what I do is I'm picking out my outfit day of, sometimes you don't have enough time to steam it before you need to leave for it to dry. You know, all these, it will eliminate stress if you take that little bit of time and really care for your things. And, and there's shoppable links to these products that these professionals actually suggest of different things to care for for your wardrobe because it will make it last longer. It will be more pristine. So you will look more stylish and put together and more fabulous. So that is where to find the style that binds us. Awesome. And what do the both of you offer, especially with the style that binds us for people of how they can work with you? To work with me, it's one-on-one or I sometimes work with groups. We can do a virtual appointment if you aren't in New York or the Birmingham area or somewhere within 60 miles, 60 to 75 miles of either of those places. I have worked with a bunch of clients during COVID virtually. It's really tons of fun. I have clients in California and Richmond, just all over the place. And you literally walk around and show me your closet and we do the same type thing. I can do a body analysis and everything virtually. So that's an option. And also special event dressing. Right now, I'm just going crazy with all these weddings now. Everybody's having, the weddings are back. And some families are having two weddings within four months now. You know, and it's the grandmother and the mother and the daughter. And that's a big thing to take all of that off of somebody's plate when they're planning a wedding. Traditionally, I have helped people pack for trips or if it's working, like they've got to be in LA part of a week and then in, you know, Rome, Georgia, the second half of the week or something, and they can't figure out how to how to do that. We do packing sessions and things like that. So everything is unique to the person. Whatever it is your issue is, that we work our thing around that. And it's always about budget and lifestyle, you know, keeping everything in mind. It's I think the main thing about a stylist or an interior designer or anything like that is people are scared to ask how much it's going to cost, which I understand. But usually the cost could be between $100 and $300 an hour for a wardrobe consultant. And a closet clean out body analysis type thing takes two to three hours, depending on how many clothes you have. And then if you want the stylist to shop for you and bring things in or create a lookbook so you can shop online for pieces and bring them back in and then come back in, put everything together, take photos so you have an album with all of your looks, those kinds of things, 
you know, they take an hour or two, things like that. But it really is such an amazing, you know, experience and a huge help. Plus for the rest of your life, you'll be like, oh, I remember when I worked with that stylist and she said, I learned that scoop neck is the best t-shirt for me. You know, all of those things, you know them for the rest of your life. Most of my clients say, I wish I'd known this when I was in high school. I would have saved so much money my entire life. So, so that, and sometimes we have like shopping days in New York with us. You can get a group together and we can take you behind the scenes and do some really cool things and stuff like that. So you can just go to the website and there's a tab that says work with us. And you can look at all the different ways that all the different things that we offer. And then Delia does something so exciting. I think it's so cool, different than what I do. Do you want to tell So since I worked at Barney's on the buying team in beauty, ready to wear and jewelry. So the way we didn't even talk about this, Lindsay, and I don't know if you know it, but the way that I became an entrepreneur full-time was I decided we were to go to fashion month. That was my dream to go to London, Milan, Paris fashion week. I had gotten to go to some shows in New York, but if it didn't have to do with your specific division, I couldn't. 2 p.m. on a Wednesday, just say, oh, hey, I was invited to so-and-so show if it had nothing to do, if the jewelry wasn't in it or that my vendor wasn't doing the beauty or whatever. So I had never really gotten to do the full New York Fashion Week. So anyway, I became a full-time entrepreneur. I couldn't travel for a month and still work at Barney. So when I came back, I was thinking, okay, immediate source of revenue, I could consult with emerging brands because Barney's was all about emerging brands. Now, I know the life, mind, and brain of a buyer. I know the ins and outs of how retail works. So to help brands with their wholesale strategies, if you say, I'm a jewelry brand and I want to be sold in Saks or Bloomingdale's or whatever. How do I even begin to go about that? So I'm consult with them that way. And then also direct to consumer since we are entrepreneurs and without huge financial budgets or VC backing, how can I create Jedi ninja mind tricks to like to grow brand awareness, sales, you know, grow the style that finds us. So I feel like in the past during COVID, it's so interesting to me, you know, you're always, it's, you're a coach, like, you know, all these things, but sometimes people have to learn it for themselves. You're like, yeah, I could have told you that three years ago, but everybody that was really relying on wholesale direct to consumer requires this whole set of marketing skills that no one was necessarily prepared for. And if your brand isn't, if you don't have a mission, if you don't have a purpose and all of these things, anyway, so I consult with emerging brands, help them navigate and create direct to consumer and wholesale strategies. So it's exactly the same thing as mom with styling. Like if you invest in the beginning, we give you all the information and it's very tailored. It's never, mom is never like, oh, that that's cute. Or, oh, these are the trends for the season. Everyone is having a graphic tee right now. So, you know, this is what I do with every client. Like it is truly very thoughtful. And of course that takes more time for us, but that's just how we run our business. So, so yeah, that is my consulting. Oh my gosh. I love it. Thank y'all so much. Today was so fruitful. I'm already like, when am I going to hire Allison? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. It just reminds me so much of coaching of like, yes, you're going to invest in the front, but you're going to move so much faster. You're going to have these skills for life. And these are the skills we should have been learning in school. How to adjust your body and all the things. So thank you both so much for taking the time to teach us. Oh, we loved it. We loved it. Thanks for having us. Thank you. 
Hey there, Miss Unstoppable. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode. If you enjoyed it, share it with a friend. Send them a picture of this episode via text, via email, share it on social media. I'm sure they would be so appreciative to know these strategies and tips on how to accomplish your dreams. If you are ready to guarantee you're gonna accomplish your goals and dreams, then it's time to start coaching with me. In my nine-month simple success coaching system, I am going to walk you every single step of the way to ensure that you get the goals and dreams that you want. The first step is to apply for a free 60-minute consult call just go to lindsay, L-I-N-D-S-A-Y, epreston.com forward slash apply to get started. As always, my friend, remember, you're only as unstoppable as you believe you can be. So believe in yourself. You got this.